Hello and welcome back to another episode of Team Profiles and Projections here on Talking Baseball, presented by Seat Geek. My name's Jimmy. I got Jake here, Trevor, BBD, as always, coming to you from the DraftKings Studios in Manhattan. Here's how these work. If you haven't been tuning in, we've already done four. This is the fifth, if you're listening on the podcast apps, because we're going by division. And this is the AL East. We will be talking about all five teams. 15 minutes on the clock for each. If you're watching on YouTube, we break it down. One video per team. We're going to find out how we feel about all of these squads. This division is rather stacked. And I'm excited to weed through it. Are you guys ready? I think so. All right, a couple of minutes ago, I lied. It's not 15 minutes on the clock for every team. These Orioles are getting less than that because they don't deserve it. One, two, three, go. All right, the Baltimore Orioles finished 52 and 110 last year. They won 52 games and they missed the playoffs. They did have a standout in Cedric Mullins, and that is exciting. And they changed their stadium dimensions this year. Yeah. Might be the biggest difference about it. Their pitching staff may give up far less home runs now. Jake, can you tell us if they added anyone to that staff or anywhere else? So they lost Pedro Severino. They'll replace him with Robinson Chirinos. Great baseball name. They lost the Harveys, Matt and Hunter, Fernando of Bad. How about that? They added Jordan Lyles right before the lockout. Rugned Odor goes from our Yanks to Baltimore. He's going to hit 35. I mentioned Chirinos. Uh, Chris Owing shed long on some minor league stuff. Uh, not a lot of flash from your Baltimore Orioles. Trev, the rotation slash John Means in the fellas. Yeah, we can start out with John Means, left-hander, 3.62 last year, career-high 134 Ks. Do you throw a no-hitter last year or the year before? Last, last year. year. It was yeah, the year of the no-hitter. So we like that. John Means, let's go, man. Keep it going. Behind him, Jordan Miles, Tyler Wells, Bruce Zimmerman, Zach Lowther, Keegan Aiken. Mm. That's, a num- that's a name that you guys say all the time. Yeah, Keegan Aiken. Dean Kramer rounding out some rotational depth, the bullpen, more guys who I just, I don't know name-wise, but we're going to dig into that. Cole Sussler, Solser, Tanner Scott, Dylan Tate, Jorge Lopez, and Paul Fry. Uh, there's some other guys there as well. Not a lot of household names there. They're kind of ranked towards the bottom for a reason. James, what about that lineup? They got anybody that can save them? Uh, Not really, no. I mean... They got Cedric Mullins. They got Ryan Mountcastle, Anthony Santander, Trey Mancini. These are all names I know, but it might just be because I watch a lot of AL East games, so I don't know if everyone knows these guys. Austin Hayes. Rugnet Odor is now with the Orioles. A name a lot of you probably know. Raymond uh, Ramon Arias. Jorge Mateo. Uh, Robinson Chirinos. So that's the crew. They picked up. Uh, Ramon Urias on waivers in 2020. They picked up Jorge Mateo on waivers in 2021. You have Anthony Santander, a Rule 5 guy. Um, Odor is a free agent, and Torino's free agent is very low signing free agent. So I'm just letting you paint the picture. They haven't really acquired much. 
Uh, a lot of their draft picks are playing. But I don't know how much hope is still there for a lot of them, which is sad. Mm. And I'm, that's a genuine some- question, Jake. Like, some of these big guys, Mountcastle, uh, some of the others, can you speed me up to date? Like, is, is hope still... Bounty oh yeah, fall? no, we're we're still good. Mountcastle and Austin Hayes, especially. Okay. Uh, Mountcastle's twenty five. Austin Hayes is twenty six. I mean, they're they're both. Mountcastle's projected to hit thirty dongs this year. Austin Hayes is projected at twenty six. I think he was like a three war guy last year. So the offense, end of the day, and hey, it's a little bit of Camden. Uh, it's a little bit. Uh, there's some hitters on this team. Everyone knows Trey Mancini and good. He's awesome. Just a hitter. A solid hitter. You know, this team was like 19th in average, 23rd in OPS last year. Still not elite. The problem was they were 30th in pitching ERA for starters. They were 30th in ERA for bullpen. They have no pitching. Um, And it's just really sad because it's an awesome stadium. It's a fun baseball franchise. It feels like they've been in the teeth of a rebuild for a while without any... Like, Cedric Mullins broke out last year, and he was a prospect that they half gave up on, if we're being honest. He fought back. He was awesome last year. Let's hope for everyone's sake he repeats that. Um, and, you know, there's going to be an Adley Rushman conversation, but you wish there was three more Adley Rushman because uh, there, there's not a ton, Trev. There, no, there is. I mean, th- if there's one thing you could hang your hat on as an Orioles fan right now, I mean, you have some guys that are fun to watch in the big league level, but when you're in this position that they're in, you want to know, are, is the Calvary coming? Right. They have six prospects in the top 100. That's really good. I mean, I don't have the prospect rankings in front of me. They got to be have one of the better farm systems in baseball with that. Only only two are projected to be there this year. Adley. That doesn't, no one cares about this year. Okay. No one cares okay. about this year. Okay, you have Adley Rushman, you have Ryan Mountcastle, and then behind them, Grayson Rodriguez. D.L. Hall could be there this year. He's he a will. pitcher. He's good. Colton Cowser, Gunnar Henderson, and Kobe Mayo. I mean, some of those guys, yeah, they're a little bit further away, but this it lines right up with kind of where they want to be. They're not competing this year. We know that. Uh, the following year, hey, let's see what we got. Following year to that, here we go. So this is probably a 24 thing for them with all these guys up there together where they're making league minimum and you can go add pieces. So the future is there. If, if, you know, let's say two or three of these guys really hit plus Mount Castle plus Mullins, I guess you can add Rushman in there. I, I, um, I'd rather be in, in their position than a lot of other teams that we start out talking about on these, the first team, the last place team in the division. I'd rather be with the Orioles than, you know, say the Pirates or even the Nationals who we just talked about. Mm. Division's brutal. Yes. And like what I guess that's the only opposite. Like what would we be saying if they if they half heartedly signed a couple free agents, they'd still be in fifth place. No, I mean the like they don't care. They ran uh Pat Valake out there like all season. Hey, hey. hey. Trev's guy. Sorry, Trevor, you had like 45 OPS plus. I know, but he had like a 45 OPS plus, and they ran him all season. <laughs> Good nickname. And they'll just do that again. They did it with like last year with like Freddie Galvis. And they're up the middle combination are both guys they got off waivers. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. they're, they're not faking it. They're just really hoping the prospects 
are good. And then in the last four years of their window, they can like supplement them and hope that other teams around them aren't good. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's where they're at. And, yeah. and Orioles fans know that. Um, but again, six, six prospects in the top 100, you got to at least say, okay, we can make some trades. We can have these guys come be guys this year, 2022 ain't gonna happen. I, I guess the part that bums me out is they, they haven't had a team identity in a while. Their team identity has just been losing. If they supplemented this lineup with a couple hitters, you'd be like, all right, the Orioles have a fun lineup. Like, they'll stumble into some wins. Like, Hayes, Mancini, Santander, Mountcastle, and Mullins, those are guys that are major league lineup guys. Second half of the lineup, with that pitching, there's nothing here. It's going to be a long year in Baltimore. It is. And they moved the fence back. They did. In left field. The power alley there. I'm just interested to see how that changes things. Buzzer. For themselves. That was eight minutes. We're doing eight minutes? Yeah. Over under 62 and a half. Under. Under. What's the over under? 62 and a half. Under. Sorry, they, They got off to a hot start last year, didn't they? In 2020, I think they did. I think, yeah. There was one year we took the under, and they were like, they came out like really hot. We're like, man, it's going to be 2020. tough to get it. And I think 20, we still tw- hit it. 2020, yeah, yeah. It was they, 20. they finished fourth in the East that year. Is that the year the Red Sox quit? Cora wasn't there. Yeah. They had a walking dead manager. Yeah. No, it was 2020. They were like, I don't know. They're still not good. So. 52 and 110 last year. Did they get better? Yeah. Did no. the division? Yes. That stinks, man. Sorry, Baltimore. We'll go catch some games down there. It's a nice stadium. I love Camden Yards. So, farm system, Keith Law, biggest fan of mine. Keith Law, he always says that how he loves my work. Um, ranks them 10th in the big leagues. That's what I'm saying. Their farm system? Mm-hmm. That's tough. All right, let's move on to teams that are trying and deserve more time. On the clock, resetting my timer now. And we are moving on to the Boston Red Sox. Now, I don't know our audience leans Yankees, obviously, because Jake and I are Yankees fans and started this. And I don't know what the polling for all this stuff happened at a different time. I have no idea. But they. Before Trevor Story. Before Trevor Story. There you go. The Red Sox uh, finished 92 and 70 last year. They lost in the ALCS. They were supposed to just be in seeing what we got and rebuilding and all. Not, not like full rebuild, but retooling, I guess, regrouping. And they were awesome. They had an identity. They had fun. They had consistency. I was very jealous as a Yankees fan of the way the team felt. Mm. And now they went out and they supplemented. And I don't think we got to give Heim that much time anymore, Trev. Jake, can you tell us what they did, what Heim did this offseason? So they did lose some stuff, man. Kyle Schwarbo came over. uh, You know, he was having fun in the playoffs. He had a huge year. He's in Philly. Uh, Erod, man, a mainstay of that rotation for a long time. He's now in Detroit. Hunter Renfro's a brewer. Out of Vino's a Met. Jose Iglesias, remember that? He was good for them, but he couldn't play in the playoffs. Um, He's a Rocky. Garrett Richards, Martin Perez, Danny Santana. Still a free agent. Uh, who they added, Trevor Story highlights it. Um, All-world middle infielder. He's going to play some second base for him. That's going to be an interesting storyline. Jackie Bradley Jr. returns. Uh, they signed some 
pitchers that they just want to get innings from. Michael Waka and Rich Hill. Jake Diekman in the pen circled that one. I think he could be very important to their season. Big game, James Paxton. Uh, is coming off TJ. He'd have to be around at the later part of the year. We'll see if he has an impact on the season. And then some MLB dudes floating around. Matt Strom, Travis Shaw, Hansel Robles. A couple minor league deals at the end there. Uh, so the Red Sox retooled a little bit around their core. Uh, and why wouldn't you? Because some of those core pieces are awesome. Trev, tell me about the rotation and give me some feeling. Because I, I don't know. I have mixed emotions. You know, I feel like that's how you should feel. Okay. Your gut is right on, as usual. It's mm. sticking out a little bit. It's feeling around and hit the hit right on the button right there. I think it's Nathan nice. Eovaldi, he's in my book. He's going to lead the rotation. Nick Pavetta, full pension piv right behind him. I think he really found some confidence in the playoffs last year that I hope transfers over into this season. Uh, Tanner Houck made 13 starts from last year, uh, did really well for them. And like you said, Waka and Rich Hill come in. Uh, to eat up some innings. Uh, the big question mark here is, is sale. He has like a stress fracture in his rib. That doesn't feel good. Got to rest that. Uh, I'm not exactly sure when he's going to be there, but it won't be for opening day. Uh, the bullpen, really good. How about that? Mm. How's your gut saying about the bullpen? Mm. Eh. Okay, Can we got Matt Barnes. Solid. Jake Diekman came Can over. Be. Garrett Whitlock was awesome. Yeah, came over nasty. from the Yankees. You guys know him. Little dagger right there. Uh, Brazier, Brazier. I, I can never Brazier. pronounce that name. Brazier, Brazier, Brazier. Are you serious? Yeah. Okay. Matt Strom from the Padres. He likes to open up baseball cards. Actually, that's not the right guy I'm talking about. Okay. Is it? I think it's a different guy. And a bunch of other guys round out their bullpen. Uh, pitching staff for me, six or seven out of 10. James, what about that lineup, though? I think they're going to rank a little mm. bit higher. The lineup is very consistent with what it was last year. Last year, the mainstays, you got returning Devers at third base, J.D. Martinez DHing Verdugo in left, Xander at short, Vasquez behind the dish, Dahlback at first base. You got Kike Hernandez pro bouncing around in the outfield now. Uh, him and It was him and Renfro last year. It's him and J.B.J., this year, and then at second base, they really didn't know what was going on. They went through a platoon of guys, and now they have Trevor Story, who they signed and will be playing second base. So swap Renfro for JBJ, and it's a minus offensively, but it's a plus defensively. And then swap, you know, Marwin Gonzalez, Christian Arroyo, uh, whoever else was over there, Iglesias, Jack Lopez for Trevor Story. So they have a good lineup. They lineup got better because Renfro plus the slog at second is less than Story and JBJ, in my opinion. Especially when you do the full offensive pro profile and you have Story who can steal backs. So that's uh, the lineup. It's a pretty good lineup. That's their that's their plus for sure. Let me put some respect on Brazier's name because he had a 1-5. 12 innings last year, but a 1-5. Let me put some respect on her name, though. I'm sorry. That is a confused puppy. No need. Okay. Crooked. Um, these are the Boston Red Sox. Cora, I'm sure we'll talk about him, another manager that deserves to be talked about in this. Uh, the lineup. Uh, I, I didn't realize my, my guy, Bobby Dahlbach, 
Uh, he hit 25 ding-dongs last year in 133 games, uh, his first full season of baseball. If he takes a step up and we're adding another fearsome bat to the lineup... Remember when we did the unit draft, you said something about him not being great, but I thought he had a great year. He finished very strong. He finished strong. I mean, for a first full season, it's it's a good year. I, you know, I think the expectations were a little high because his sample size in 2020 was really good. He had a 959 OPS. So last year, 792, a 105 OPS plus. You're playing in Fenway. You get a couple extra dongers. Um, I'm interested. Dude, if he takes a next step, I mean, whoa. Because uh, you're going Kike, Devers, Bogats, Martinez, Vidugo, Story, Dahlbeck. Um, and that's where JBJ and Christian Vasquez do what you guys do. Uh, be pesky at the plate at times and do your thing on defense. And it's come together for Boston in previous years when it does. It is a beautiful thing. That lineup, man, especially the heart of it. When Devers, Bogarts, and JD are rolling, you're just in hell. Never mind when Verdugo's right or Kike's right. Now Trevor Story. The pitching, I have question marks. I think it's genuine and fair. Um, But Boston and Cora, when they get it rolling, they seem to find a way. Nick Pavetta is the wild card here, or the X Factor, I'll say. I think so. I think you know what you're going to get out of Eovaldi. You know, I think he'll be streaky. He'll have some really, really good runs. He might have a few bad starts here and there. Uh, Pavetta kind of has been the same way. But he never uh, – he is a a, um, a guy that believes in himself, but the results haven't been there. And then he had some, like I said, some really good outings in the postseason. And that could that could flip something for a player. Like that stuff that, hey, he's – I think I'm good. But then when you know you're good and can really do it in those pressure moments, that can translate. So I think if he comes out and he's like as good as people have – consistently told me he is remember in the Phillies, they said this guy could win multiple Cy Youngs. Now, obviously I don't think that's the case, but when you're speaking that highly about someone, you know, when there's smoke, there's fire. So he has some potential in him. If he goes out and fulfills that to even 80%, then we're talking about a much stronger rotation. Then we get Chris sale coming back in Tanner Houck still doing his thing. Then we start to see some depth there. We can dream upon it, Jake. I love the dream. Sometimes you can dream just by eating some chocolate. During the day. Wow. I didn't know that. What do you think? It's heavy. I mean, it. Yeah. Say it, baby. Let your heart be free. The lineup's scary uh, because I think they can eat you in a lot of different ways. Like, and, and that's fun. I, I don't like the pitching, but I like it against the Yankees. How mm-hmm. about that? Like, against the rest of the league, I think, I don't know. I, I wouldn't love it, but the Yankees can't hit these guys, so that's good for them. They play the Yankees a lot. Like, if you showed me that this was, like, the Twins rotation or, they, or the White Sox rotation in, in another league, I think I'd be like, eh, it can be great. It can be really good. I, I think they're definitely going to need a six and a seven, but Yanks can't hit these guys at all. <laughs> so, fuck me, right? I think they're like, I, I was looking at Waka and Hill. Shocked how many starts they made. Hill made 31 starts last year. Michael Waka made like 25 or something like that. I don't know how good they were. Rich Hill's better than his ERA. The innings aren't there, but he gave the Mets so like a winning effort as a starter every every night, basically. Um, I was going through that stuff, trying to find some hope. 
And then instead I found more like, God, I hope the Yankees don't get beat by these guys nonstop. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Circle, circle Hauk and Pavetta, Trev. I, I think you're around it. Hauk, Hauk has all the arm talent and arm angle you can want from a young pitcher. Pavetta mm. with the postseason. Um, if one of those guys takes a leap and is a dude, like pen Boston into the playoffs. Um, pen Boston into the playoffs because the lineup will be there day in, day out. Um, yeah, it's just it's, it's how, much, how much they can pitch in this brutal division. And we're going to be saying this basically for the next three teams is going to depend if you're an 85 or a 95 win team. Um, the AL East is brutal. And if Hauk and Pavetta, if they're both guys and Sale bounces back, you're talking about probably the AL East champ, Boston Red Sox. If Sale has an injury-riddled year and, uh, you know, Pavetta plays more towards his career stats, like, then, you know, I, I think you have a chance of Boston being an 86-win team that just tries to out-hit out you every day. And a lot of days they will. But uh, that's a tough way to live or die. So, uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. And, man, when Boston, the summer hits... And that team's rolling and winning games and Cora's yelling at the other team. I mean, it's 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 fucking poetry in motion for those Red Sox fans. And it it's been driving us nuts for a couple years now. Does Haim know it's time? Mm. Like, is he out there looking at those A's pitchers right now? Like every single other organization is? Like, do they add that? Now you yeah. start talking about a different team. If you're bringing in a Montas or a Manaya, you're talking about much more depth there. Um, you know, Pavetta also made 30 starts. So, like, they have guys that can eat innings. Uh, but to add another effective starter, for instance, here, Sports Illustrated wrote an article. And you want to hear the headline? Yeah. I just Googled Red Sox starting pitching to see what was out there. I like to see kind of what's out there in the world on the internet. Ever heard of it? Mm. Red Sox yeah. hopes depend on new story. Same meh rotation. Mm. So we're we're in tune with what people are thinking. Although I'm probably a little bit bigger believer in the rotation uh, because I'm going to give Pavetta. I'm going to I'm going to say he's going to do a lot better this year. I, I can see him being in the threes this year. I the only thing I'd say there Fenway does your ERA is going to go up a little bit at Fenway. So I mean like a a low four at Fenway is a high threes. So that's the only. Sure. Only add there. Um, yeah. At, hey, Schwarber was there. He was hurt, and then he played part of the season. This Red Sox team finished third in OPS last year. They added Trevor Story. Um, Renfro had a nice year, and that's the Jackie Bradley swap, but this team's stacked. The lineup is stacked. And I like Cora, and he's never had a losing season. I do think the floor and the ceiling here is win the division or finish um, fourth. Yeah, yeah. I think most people will say that. I think we. I, I mean, think and then if you if this is the first episode you're listening to, like we're talking floor and ceiling. I don't want Red Sox fans to be all up in arms right. about it. We will say and the like, same about the Yankees. Yeah, the Yankees, and I think the Blue Jays, but I don't think the Rays. I don't think the Jays. I do. Ooh, I don't think the Jays are four in the division. Uh, two minutes on the clock. Eighty-five and a half is the over/under. Over. Where are we landing? Over. 
over, over, over easily for you guys. Really? Over. They they just get rolling, man. Like, I feel like those dog days of summers belong to the Red Sox. And I, I don't know why. They just beat us down a little bit. I, they just, they're so consistent sometimes when the offense is going. And, I mean, I pull up, whatever. I've done this rant a lot. I pull up, like, the batting order that Cora uses mm-hmm. all the time and just get so jealous. Because I what think... It's just the same. Just, it was, it's just, it's just whatever. TK, Devers, Bogarts, JD. Yeah. We. I mean, is Verdugo too last year? But like, it's just, it is like when it's rolling, they just roll it where the Yankees. You love that. You love that. switch it no matter what. If the Yankees are winning, they switch the lineup. If they're losing, and I just love the rinse and repeat that he does in that style. Want to know why? I forgot. Because it fucking works. And all the teams that do it win. Yeah. Yes. Every big leaguer I ever ask, is it yeah. important to have a consistent lineup and know who you're hitting in front of and behind every day? They say yes. So you guys are over 40 seconds on the clock for the Red Sox. This is going to be the same as the NL East where there's a bunch of teams jumbled up there. 85 wins is not going to get him in the playoffs. I'm going to take the under. Really? I like the teams. In fr- I like the Rays and the Jays much more. The Yankees, I'm about to find out. Uh, but I'm gonna take the under here. I think it. I think it might end up being like a 500 ball club, just because the pitching has some question marks. Mm. But again, ceiling is there. The ceiling is there. I'm not saying they can't, people. But I have to. I have to choose some unders. I mean, that's the thing with this. With this AL East, we're at some point all of us are going to have to pick an under on a really good baseball team. So, if this is yours, that's fine. There's not a lot of Utes on the way. Um, Tristan Casas is kind of their. Their big prospect, he's expected like next year. Marcelo Mayer is also a good one, but he's a 2025 guy. So if they do have to go out and chase, other teams might have stuff a little more MLB ready. Uh, but we'll see. Where's Jeter Je- Jeter Downs? I put my hands on this kid. <laughs> <laughs> what? Nice, dude. Nothing. The, you know what the you know what the Red Sox have going for them? They have like the the luck factor. It's the it's they just like they'll win the close game, and they'll win the games that they you feel like they should lose. Ted Lasso, believe. Yeah, they got Cora. Yeah, just the same. Twenty six and eighteen in one run games last year. You touched Jeter Downs. I did. Timers up. Timers up. Rooting for you. Outplayed their Pythagorean theorem, all that shit. All right, moving on. Mm. Who is the next team on the list? Okay. Yeah. One, two, one, two, three, four. 15 minutes on the clock. The next team we're talking about in the AL East is the New York Yankees. How about that? The AL wildcard game losers last year. Finished 92-70, and 70. so a winning season. Unbelievable. They won 92 games. I don't know how that happened. Mm-hmm. One of the more oddest, odder years of, of Yankees baseball last year, they ranked bottom five in all the important offensive stats and top five in all the pitching stats. And when people look at their lineup right now, like if you were to give the lineup, to a third-party fan or whatever, an NL West fan, they'd be like, oh, that offense is good, but that pitching stinks. And it's like, it was the exact opposite last year. 
but you're right. That's great, like party talk right there. If you want to sound like you know what the fuck you're talking yeah. about, bring that stat up. No one will believe you. And then you just bring out the old baseball. It's like what we get them. on Twitter, like their pitching stinks and their offenses are right. And it's like, well, actually, it was the opposite last year. But it's confusing, and you should be right, Jake. What do you got? What did they do, James? They lost Gary Sanchez. Whoa, Yankee fans. Hot button. He's in Minnesota with his friend Gio Urshela. There's a big trade there. Luke Voigt is with the San Diego Padres. If he plays 150 games, that guy's going to hit about 35 to 40 home runs. Corey Kluber's a ray. Watch out for that. We'll talk about that in a minute. Brett Gardner is unsigned right now. That's an interesting topic. Tyler Wade, my doppelganger, he's on my halos. Rugi's gone. Andrew Heendog and Clint Frazier. Is a Chicago Cub. A lot of names there. A lot of guys that were in the mix. Who they added. Anthony Rizzo resigns. Oh, Josh Donaldson at the hot corner. Literally, is going to be a hot corner with JD there. That's actually one of the more fun things heading into the season. At shortstop, they got Isaiah Kiner Falefa. He causes a fight in our office every day. Ben Rortvet will be behind the dish sometimes. Tim Locastro, Joely Rodriguez's guest, caught me a Marwin, Edwin Enciarte. I think those guys are going to get some run on the team this year as backups, but it's Donaldson, Rizzo, and IKF, three guys in the infield that should have big impacts. Trev, this rotation, I don't think people are saying it stinks. The guy at the top's legit, and the other guys that follow, uh, we got some, some resumes. There's some guys here. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. And I know, like you said, James, the name recognition isn't great. Obviously, Garrett Cole leading the way here. Uh, a really great year last year. I don't know what you can say any differently than that. Second in the Cy Young voting, 15th in MVP voting, made his fourth all-star team. Whoops. Mm. Uh, behind him, the lefty, Jordan Montgomery. Uh, Savvy's coming back. Tyone, Nestor Cortez Jr. Is he going to be your fifth starter? For now. Like a swing guy. Hmm. Okay. Uh, in the bullpen, gotta love the bullpen. Araldis Chapman, uh, Johnny Lasagna, Chad Green, Clay Holmes, Wandy Peralta. Like you said, James, this is a, a pitching staff that did really well last year. So you kind of say there is some, you know, veteranship there too. So just rinse and repeat. This, I don't think it's very fluky. They could do it again. Now, what about that lineup? Can they get hmm. better? Yeah, the lineup. Is a, it's a really interesting one. Uh, we got Anthony Rizzo uh, playing first base for the full year. Aaron Judge, he's a monster. If you say something bad about him, you're a dumb piece of shit. Mm. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Love that guy. <laughs> uh, Joey, Joey Gallo for a full year. Stanton for a full year. Uh, Josh Donaldson, Glaber Torres, Aaron Hicks is back, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, Kyle Higashioka. So the Yankees got marginally better uh, at the corners and, uh, and then better at shortstop and catcher defensively, but fully punted uh, on offense at shortstop and catcher in favor of getting better at defense. So... That's the silly equation Yankees fans are fighting each other about is, okay, Rizzo's better than Voight, and Donaldson's better than Gio all around, and Kiner's better at defense, 
And Higgy's better at defense, but Higgy and Kiner are so much worse at offense that the equation is like net neutral in the end. Almost. Offensively. Trev, I'll, I'll tee you up a little more. I'll give you some of the hot buttons and you run because we talk about this on Talking Yanks a lot. Yeah, I got, I got questions. Hit me, hit me with them. So, um, Jimmy mentioned the corners. I think there's general incitement there. We got a weird dose of Rizzo last year. He had a COVID thing. Uh, it, you know, might have zapped him a little bit. Excited to see what the full product really looks like with Riz this year. I think it could be a lot of fun. Same with Donaldson, electric. Joey Gallo, we got a weird taste of Gallo last year. It wasn't pretty, and that's a dude who can put up 40 ding-dongs, especially at the stadium. Pretty easy. We're excited to find out. Uh, Glaber Torres, DJ LeMahieu, kind of hot button. Right now, DJ is supposed to be, he's listed in a utility role. Uh, he had the down year last year. He was hurt. Yankee fans expect him to be back. Hit leadoff ish or be really good, which means there's kind of a playing time conundrum. Uh, and Glaber was their prince that was promised. He had a bad year. He wasn't a shortstop, and they're gonna find out what's going on there. So it all leads to IKF in the catcher situation. Aaron Hicks is back. He's been hurt. A team that couldn't hit last year didn't necessarily upgrade their hitting. They retooled some things, and some guys really should bounce back. But it's the scary part in Yankee land because there were so many free agents. They stayed under the cap. Fake cap, excuse me. Sorry, Trevor. And Thank you. it should have been go time for a Trevor Story career. Jimmy's got to add one more thing. We're Yankee guys, and then it's all you, dog. I forgot to say DJ LeMahieu because they're acting like he's a utility guy, not a starter. Another thing that I'm very upset about. Trev, you're up. Okay. My questions go back to the rotation. We got a couple guys who I didn't mention. Um, I saw Debbie. I saw a tweet about his fastball velocity being like at 95 or something. Nah. What, what's going on with that? Uh, he's going to be in the No, 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 no. Not as of now. Uh, injuries, heal? injuries would have to play out for uh, Heal, Davey, and Schmidt to get in the equation. And I believe we'll see what they have. I believe Heal's over Davey right now on like the spot starter list because okay. he just needs to find the zone and throw strikes. Where Davey, they're still like retooling who he is as a pitcher. He's like, last year was a disaster. Davey's under him. construction. A disaster last year for Davey. Yeah. yeah, he's under construction. Very Heels, young still. Yeah, very young. Yeah, time. Young they, and that's why. Like yeah. they, I think they rushed him, and then they realized, fuck, we rushed this kid. Okay. Yeah, a little bit of a log gem there. I love the IKF talk in the uh, oh. in the office. I'm not in the office. I do get it on text every once in a while, like uh, this morning I did. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of fighting in the office about this. Yeah, A lot of fighting. It's hot. You know what, it's you hot. Know what this is telling yeah. me, though? It's hot. It's it's good to have. It's a good problem to have. You got too many good players in that infield. That's fine. Be happy with that. It's better than having holes. Problem is, Jake, I, like, I don't think Clef is good. I think you're gonna I think you're gonna like him. Like you need to see him play some ball and make some plays, get some big hits, maybe swipe some bags or something. He's he's gonna endear himself to the fan base. It just hasn't happened yet. There is a chance. That's my opinion. Well, there yeah. is a chance. He needs to do that. Then the prospects, Volpe or Peraza, need to be good enough to replace him in two years and then be good for the next four years for this offseason to make sense and be the smart decision. And the odds of all of that happening are almost zero, in my opinion. Yeah, I... I if he hits like he did last year, 
I, I think there's going to be a lot of uh, talk about like, you know, we need somebody that can rake, but he does provide you with wins. I mean, three, seven war last year. Like if you just don't look at that OPS plus, and I said, you're going to get a three, seven war out of your shortstop. You guys would be happy. So I know it doesn't always show up and like, maybe he's not going to wow you, but at the end of the year, if he's saving runs and making plays and you already got guys around him that, you know, can bang, hopefully everyone stays healthy this year. You won't really have to worry about the offense. If you can't point maybe to another stat, there. like war does nothing for me. If you can't point to the umbrella stats underneath it to explain it okay. and you can't with him. There's times where well, it just defensively the defense I know, has but to be defensive special. metrics change every year. And that that's his that's the thing. The Yankees haven't had special defense at short in a long time. If he has that, which I'll be honest, I don't fully know. He won a gold glove at third. He went to short last year and some of the metrics loved him. So, yes, there's a percent chance that if he's crazy good at defense, he swipes 20 bags like he did last year. The Yankees did need some of that, and he could be endearing. It's just scary when you went from Gary Sanchez, one of the bigger threats at the catcher position, to now you have a hole hitting-wise at the catcher position while the hitting was the problem last year. It's kind of, it's a little bit of an unfair formula with IKF with the Yankees' really two is. top prospects also being shortstop, which has led us to come to a conclusion that IKF is there, and if he balls out, good. But I do think the Yankees internally, if you gave them some true serum, they want him to be caught by one of their top prospects. Or, look, sure. But he can still be good and be caught by a top prospect. Having this guy as a utility player on your team would be incredible. We'd yes, love that. but not over Seager, Simeon, Story, Correa. Yeah, that's exactly, you know, we talked about that in the chat. That's the biggest thing is that Yankee fans were expecting one of those guys to end up there, whether it be Correa Story or Simeon. Baez or Seager, is the biggest shortstop availability, like in the history of modern baseball. And the Yankees went with zero of them. So that's why. Because, because not that they wanted IKF, but they seem to really believe in these guys. So I it's mean, the look, both. That's, it's both. That's they believe in the him truth as right now. Yeah, they believe in him as a stopgap. And there, but when Correa signs a two a deal with opt outs, and um, yes, and then story, you know, and all the other deals are, and story can sign and move. He already well, story he, can he, play position. He already moved off a position. It's like, well, couldn't you? Yeah. So that's the frustration part with there. I am excited. So that's the half of it. Yeah. I am excited for Rizzo and Donaldson because I do think they bring a veteran presence and intensity that this Yankees team has lacked. If you listen to Talking Yanks, the like I just got jealous of the Red Sox. I of, of a consistent let's fucking go after it. Yankees have lacked that for like four years. It's just so calm and cool and and casual. So I'm excited about JD bringing intensity. Rizzo bringing stability and good defense at first. Balance to the lineup. Um, they lead the spring training in stolen bases and extra bases taken right now. So there's definitely clearly a like let's be faster. And they're and the Yankees have been vocal about the the need to be faster and more athletic which there wasn't for three years. And, and so I'm like hoping that they actually do change. That being said, it's a tough division and, and the pitching needs to duplicate what they did last year. That's it's going to be tough to go back on your JD point and about the lineups. If, if they are shuffling the lineup like they did last year, I promise you 
whether it's internally and we never hear about it or it becomes a thing and we hear about it through the media, Josh Donaldson will walk into Aaron Boone's office and say, put me in the fucking same spot in the lineup so I can prepare myself. Like he'll Mm -hmm. be the guy to do that. I don't know if other Yankees guys have done that. I don't know if judge or Stanton has walked in there saying, what are we doing? But if they haven't, Josh Donaldson is not afraid to do it. And I believe Anthony Rizzo is probably the same way. That'd be great. Trev, I think think we've told you, and if not, you're going to love this even more. Our our guy Dan Rourke, biggest Yankee fan in the world, Mm. biggest Aaron Judge fan in the world, uh, when the... When the trade originally went down, he was accidentally spitting poetry, Yankees poetry. (laughs) Uh, And he said when they got Donaldson, they basically got the piss and vinegar that they needed, that they would have gotten from Correa without the bad feelings of getting a guy from Houston and the bad guys that have bullied him. And it was... His exact line was, it's like getting Correa without the cheating. (laughs) And it was... Not not (laughs) skill-wise. Not skill-wise, but... Mentality-wise. The the piss and vinegar that the Yankees genuinely have been missing between rest days and we are the Yankees without being the Yankees and trying trying to be a weird mix of the Rays and the Yankees that they just didn't have figured out. Um... The lineup, especially the top six, can be scary. Um, we'll see what happens there. Um, and I do think Luis Severino, we haven't really talked about him enough. His ceiling is high. His ceiling is very high when you look at his statistics. It's going to be interesting to see where he lands this year, uh, especially later in the year if this Yankee team can meet or exceed expectations and he looks like a dude then the whole tone around the Yankees season changes. Yankee fans aren't banking on it, I think. Um, but they should be able to pitch enough. The bullpen is really solid. Um, and I don't know. I mean, it, it it's almost, will the prospects actually get the call? And what do they, what do they look like in this division? Because it's good. I think Hicksy coming back really helps. He could. I hope. It could. I hope hope he gets out to a good start offensively and kind of rides that. I think he's going to bring good defense to center. He's kind of what he does. Um, he's going the other way a lot in spring. I'm sure there's uh, a specific emphasis on that during spring. It. But seeing it, all big. All right. There's an all big boy outfield Trev that they'll roll yeah. out some days. Gallo, Judge, Stanton, the Towers. Ooh. What's the over under? Hicks is big too. Don't leave him out of that conversation. How tall is Hicks? They're they're different kind of big. He's like normal baseball player tall. Yeah, yeah. He's not he's not like tall, but he's a big boy. No, like you're I mean, say he's small. No, the towers though. They're they're six five or taller, all or six six and taller. Freaks. Uh, over under is ninety one and a half. Mm-hmm. Ninety two games last year, right? What what was ninety two last year? Yeah. What was I'll the Red Sox? Eighty nine and a half or something. I don't get. No, 85 and a half, right? I don't get it. The The numbers love this Yankees team. Yeah. Like the analytics love this Yankees team. 85 and a half for the Red Sox. 85 for the Red Sox and 91 for the Yankees? These are up to date? What or did, I, what or did, did I these the numbers Sox, get BBD? put in? <laughs> don't tell me these numbers have been put in before all the signings as well. No, I think no, they've been I updating. Put, I put those numbers in like yeah. three days ago. No, these are live. I'll double check them and see if they've changed again. But. They're scared of the Red Sox pitching. The Yankees pitching grades out well, and there should be bounce back guys on offense. I 
part of me understands it. It is just tough to see, and <laughs> I think Jimmy's posture is is delivering the message. Last year was a tough watch. 2020 was a tough watch. So Donaldson really has to change part of the culture. Um, a couple guys have to have bounce back years. DJ LeMahieu should absolutely bounce back. He was hurt. I'm not taking the under. We got a weird sample from Gallo. Like, there are solutions here. It's genuinely, as Yankee fans, you have to do some mental gymnastics. I'm not taking the under. So you're taking the over. I didn't say that. Okay. Trev? I'll start. I'll start. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah. I'm taking the under. Okay. 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 Could happen. Um, Jake? And it's and, and right I, there. I'm going to take the under. I believe in DJ. I believe in Seve. You do? I'm Dan Rourke now. I'm you Dan believe Rourke. in Seve? I mean, I want to. To a degree. Like, I like, mean, he could pitch two games and... and but I want to. I love Seve. Like, he came back last year. He, he looked solid. He had a full season. Like, if yeah, Seve pitches 20, 22 games, like, I believe in Luis Severino. Yeah, I do. I forgot. You know? it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, I, I'll do it. Like, maybe if I'm dumb, good. Give me, give me the over. Rather be optimistic and wrong than, than pessimistic. We're the New York and, Yankees, and right. babe. We're the New York Yankees. That's why I'm not taking the under. What was the over-under for them again? 90? One and a half. 91 and a half. They won 92 last year, and it was like an awful season. I mean, Yankees have won 91 or more since 2017, minus 2020, Avi. The fun thing is some people are like, you Yankees fans are so pissy. And it's like even the Yankees admit last year was awful. Yeah. Like, I don't know how they win. Weird vibes. I don't know. Like, even like the players and Cashman and Boone, as everyone said, like, yeah, we need to change the vibes because <laughs> it was just sad. They had like two different good, like 30 game stretches or so, yeah. and the rest was awful. All right, moving on. We are moving on. One, two, one, two, three, four. Da da da. 15 minutes on the clock. Welcome. We're talking about the Toronto Blue Jays. They went mm. 91 and 71 last year, but did miss the playoffs. I forgot how close that was at the end. Um, that was really exciting. They are finally playing all their games in uh, Toronto. Other teams will not be able to bring some of their unvaccinated players to Toronto, giving them uh, somewhat of an advantage, kind of, not really, maybe. I don't know who cares. Everyone, blah, blah, doop, do. They're the darling right now. Mm. Which makes me think they're not going to do good simply because they're the darling. Right. The off-season darling has rarely been the in-season darling. It's the only thing I have in my head as like, eh, this doesn't add up. Mm-hmm. But they're so, the roster is so fun to look at. Jake, they lost some fucking guys and they gained some guys. Can you tell everyone about it? I mean, Trevor Plouffe's guys, guys got added at the end here. Uh, Marcus Simeon, uh, an all-time season from a second baseman, and he set the tone for that team. Uh, He's now in Texas, and he got the bag, Trev. Let's get dinner with him sometime. Robbie Hmm. Ray, another bag. A Cy Young, he gone. Steven Matz, really nice year last year. He's in St. Louis. Randall, the fuck, Grichik, he is now... On your Colorado Rockies, Corey Dickerson, he gone. 
Kirby Yates, he gone, but he didn't really play. Uh, Gunnar Hogland, Kirby Sneed, Kevin Smith. You might not be familiar with those guys. Youngbloods, because they were in a big trade to get Trev's dude. Matt Chapman will be on the hot corner for the Toronto Blue Jays. Kevin Gossman. Trying to fill the shoes of Robbie Ray the best he can, and his numbers weren't far off last year. You say, and I say, Kikuchi, Jim's dude. He'll be there five. That's a nice five. Uh, Raymond Tapia came over in the Gritrick trade. Uh, Yimi Garcia, he'll be in the pen for them. And Trev, this rotation, a sneaky top five in baseball, something like that. Uh, if these guys click... Um, Man, with the offense, it's just it's a strong team. Give me give me the hurlers. You know how I feel about this first guy, mm-hmm. Jose Barrios. Mm-hmm. My guy. Uh, heading the rotation along with Kevin Gaussman. Ryu is there. Alec Manoa. Talk about darlings. This guy's gonna turn into a stud. Just watch it and see. And your guy, James, you say Kakuche over there rounding out the rotation. That's a solid, solid five right there. Moving on to the bullpen. They have some guys we really, really like here. Jordan Romano, Yimmy Garcia, Tim Miza, Adam Simber, Julian Mayweather, Trevor Richards. Not to mention Nate Pearson, who mm. we'll see what he does. He was supposed to be like the ace of this staff, kind of in the bullpen. Maybe he'll be a swing guy. Maybe they bring him back to the rotation. Who knows? Ross Stripling is there as well. So they have depth, a lot of good pitchers there. But I think we're all... Just looking at this lineup, James, and just drooling a little bit, right? Yeah. They bang. They bang. That's all. George Springer. Martin. George Springer. Vladdy. Silver Daisy winner. Teoscar Hernandez. Bobachette. Alejandro Kirk. Lourdes Guriel Jr. Matt Chapman. Kevin Biggio. Danny Jansen. I will say this. It's awesome. How many guys in that starting nine that I just read come from the Blue Jays? Six of them. Six of the nine amateur free agents or homegrown. That's really cool. You got George Springer and Chapman, obviously. Tay Oscar, how many how many how much run did he get before they traded for him? Uh not a ton. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. like, quick, right? Yeah. That's awesome. I, I appreciate that. Uh, their bench is nothing. If you're looking for any, like, sight unseen, Toppy is a fun ball player. Like, he could fill in at outfield for a little while. And Yes. Yes. Uh, but, I'm, I mean, I'm searching for, like, you know, everything looks kind of really nice. Manoa's yeah. stuff is dirty. Like, nasty. Um... So, yeah, this is a good team. I, I said this, Trev, while you were, I don't know if you had your headphones still in, but the only fault I'm finding with this team is that the offseason darling and the Vegas favorite never very rarely pans out. I, I agree with that. And, you know, they were the offseason darling, but they, also, they were also good last year. It's not like they were, like, crappy and then just signed a bunch of players a la the Texas Rangers. Like, they have, they have you know, some guys who really put up numbers last year. So Yeah, but they missed the playoffs. They won I, 90 games and missed the playoffs. Like, I mean, they were good for their expectations last year. 91 games last year, right? They won. Game out. I have this team in front of the Rays, who we're going to talk about next. I, I think this is one of the more complete teams. 
um, in the big leagues. I think that's fair. Um, I, I, I also love the fact that they have a bunch of homegrown guys. I'll give him to Oscar Hernandez. He played 40 games for Houston before he came over. Like, yeah, that's what I was saying. You know, yeah. I, I, I really like that. Um, I like that they've been aggressive in going and acquiring starting pitchers, uh, whether it be via trade or free agency. That's the name of the game, man. You have to have that, and they do have that now. And I think they have really good depth there. So, I mean, maybe, yeah, you're talking about the bench maybe being a problem, but, you know, with the DH, the bench is going to be less and less. No, I'm talking about injury. Um, like used, I guess. They do have a catching prospect who's their number one prospect who's supposed to be here, a Gabriel Moreno. What's up with Alejandro Kirk? Like, they got him DHing right now. My thick king. He's going to DH. Is, is Moreno, like, who? Is he going to be there, like, soon? I honestly, I, I don't, you know, prospects guy Jake, I, I don't have everything on Moreno. You're right, top 10 guy, uh, you know. In the game. Yeah, I'm interested to see. Does he become an asset? They've loved Danny Jansen. His, Danny his Jansen's pit, a good player. His pitch framing or whatever they measure, they, they must love in Toronto. Uh, same with Reese McGuire. Like, those guys have kind of been doing it for them for a few years now as young catchers in the league with the option of Alejandro Kirk. So, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if Moreno's a dude or if he's trade bait. But, um, yeah, that's something you circle for this Blue Jays season to see what, what that means. Disgusting. Jim said disgusting into the mic. Is that Colin McHugh's description of you? Look at their batting orders for the month of. Oh, no. July or, or, or whatever the sixth month of the year is. We got a routine batting order. The same. Same six. Same five. The same five. Yeah. Every single game besides two. Oh, baby. Hey, don't you guys work for the Yankees now? Can't you? Uh, Honestly, like I, that? we have some connections now that yeah. like I've never abused ever, and I might just start sending them pictures of this. Yeah. <laughs> Toronto Blue Jays were first in OPS last year, second in batting average. And Jim, I, I do know what you're saying. Like the Blue Jays, they didn't technically make the dance last year. Uh, they'll have a full season of Barrios. Uh, they should have a full season of Manoa. Uh, so there's there's a little bit of a pitching boost. George Springer, man, this guy is a freak of nature. It doesn't get talked about enough. He was hurt last year. Trev, seventy eight games. He hit twenty two homers. Like he he constantly does it. Teoscar Hernandez gets overlooked. Uh, Bo Bichette, Vladdy, like. Uh, these guys think they're next. They think it's their time. They are peacocking a little bit. They're peacocking a little bit, but I understand Oh, why. they're not peacocking a little bit. They're peacocking hard. A lot. They're peacocking hard in a tough division. I'll preface this. I think this is one of the most complete teams we've done uh, as far as uh, lineup, defense, speed, like the offensive profile. I think they have a, a lot of it, and, and it's really good. The starting pitching, I think they have great depth. I like all the starters. The bullpen, also really good. I think it's one of the most complete teams we've done. They're getting too much hype. Baseball's hard. Weird (laughs) shit happens. And I don't think they're light years better than the other three teams in the division. And baseball's weird and baseball's hard and injuries happen. And until the Rays get beat, Mm. the Rays are better than you. So... 
Can they finish first? Absolutely. Like, absolutely. And like I said, I think it's one of the most complete teams. But the hype machine has me scared because you look around and everyone's on the Blue Jays. Yeah. Everyone. And Blue Jays fans are acting like they accomplished something when they haven't yet. Vladdy Jr.'s quote, you saw the preview, now it's time for the movie. I think that's what they're... It's a good quote. I got, I'm, I'm happy they're confident. It's, it's the, the whole thing they got going on. And it's the exact way you rebuild. So, like, it's awesome. I'm just scared of how much hype they're getting. Mm. I'm, I'm drinking the hype, if I'm being honest. Um, I like it. Uh, their offense is so good that they're going to get a starting pitching effort every day. That's just, I mean, almost look... Like, has there been lower pressure starting pitching? <laughs> like, if you go out and you give up three earned runs, I think you're going to be fine. Like, the offense has you that day. Um, I, I believe, uh, like, I, I said it in my wrong prediction last year, I think Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is a special, special ball player. Um, you know, pencil. He's projected again. A website, Fangraphs, that's nervous to project people. Three hundred five, three ninety one, and forty five homers. Um, Teoscar and Springer are penciled in for thirty four. Trev, I'll, I'll kick it to you on this. Uh, I mean, defensively, I think this is a strong team, especially now that Matt Chapman, a guy that you say adamantly when he has his best offensive season, whether it's you know a high eights, a low nine, something like that. You believe he will be an MVP winner. Um, the formula's there. The one thing I could complain about is you'd like another lefty bat. Um, and you wonder if, uh, you know, Kirky in that DH spot could a, could a Conforto land there or a, a trade piece at the deadline. Like, there is room for that. Um, we'll see what happens, but I'm... I'm drinking it. I, I I believe in these Jays. Being in Toronto, there should be good juice there. Like I, I'm in. If they held the opponents to three runs or less last year, they would have won a hundred games. Okay, where where are we at with the whole COVID thing in in Toronto? Because I've heard different things on that. I've heard that that's there's exception for businesses. I've heard there's not exceptions acceptance exceptions and that we aren't going to have guys there. So I think that's a big storyline. I am uh, not entering it into my brain or thinking about it. And when games start, I'll just hear what happens. Yeah, it's interesting. Like it's uh, Matt Chapman, I made that reference before Shohei Otani did what he did. I think it's going to be really tough for anybody to unseat him. But when Chapman goes off this year, I believe he'll be like a top five MVP getter, vote getter. Mm. feeling healthy you add that to that lineup and i think honestly it's one of the reasons i think that i'm going to pick them over the rays in this division i think they're so like they're just deep if he's going to hit seven for you and like fangrass has him projected for 31 homers it's nice that is nice they're really good really good um what's their over under Vladdy recorded 274 hard hit balls at 95 plus mile per hour exit velo. <laughs> what? He hits the ball hard. What? What's their markup there? 
Vlad Guerrero Jr. recorded 274 hard-hit balls at 95-plus mile-per-hour exit velo in 2021, the most of any player in a single season in the StatCast era. I've never seen 94 used as a benchmark. 95. 274 at 95-plus. 274, okay. 95-plus, you hit the ball hard, baby. And, James, here, I'll give you something else you might like. Ooh. Before, before we go to the over-under, 92.5, I believe, is what it is. All of their regulars in their lineup, all under 30 except for George Springer. And most of them, like, 24 to 27. Like, these boys are ready to play. There's a lot of T level there, very high T level, a lot of juice, ready to go. The vibe is just right for me. I really, really like these guys. I'm, pick, I'm taking the over. I'm just going to throw it out there right now. 92 and a half, not enough. This is a 95-win team. Bang the over. You know who was second in the hard hit over over – 95. Judge would be my guess, but. No. Uh, Salvador Perez. Mm. He hit a couple last year, huh? 255. Trev, I'm with you on the over. This well, team this team is in go mode. 92 and a half. Like, I think they're going to make moves at the deadline. Like, they are all in. They have the Barrios extension. They have young guys for cheap. They signed Gossman, like. Uh, it's it's go time in Toronto. I, I like what you said, 95-ish, uh, and it's just going to be a question if Boston or New York or Tampa gets more juice. Thinking about and? it. No, thinking about the it. over. Okay. But my math isn't going to make sense. Okay. Because on the Yankees, I just didn't take the under. You didn't take the under. I didn't take the under. You did not take the over for the Yankees either. <laughs> Gets tricky. It gets tricky. I didn't hear anything said about that. You didn't hear anything said about that. I didn't. I didn't even say the words. That's the Blue Jays. Okay, we are rounding out the AL East with the number two ranked Tampa Bay Rays. They lost in the ALDS last year because they had a bold strategy of starting three pitchers who are basically making their debut. How about that? 100 wins, 62 losses in the regular season. They got first place. Uh, They made a lot of moves, as always. A lot of moves. Jake, what moves did these Tampa Bay Rays make? Your Tampa Bay Rays. How about a couple... Old friends, Joey Wendell, gone. Mike Brasseau, gone. Nelson Cruz, that's an interesting one that we're all going to forget in a few years. Uh, Luplo, Colin McHugh, a huge season. Trev's Chris Archer, Michael Waka, Brent Honeywell Jr., uh, and Lewis Head uh, on the fish now. Who they added? Corey Kluber, the Klubot, goes over from the Yankees. Uh, he's on a one-year deal. Lefty reliever Brooks Raley, buy some stock in him. Because he signed a two-year, $10 million deal with a club option, which means they believe in that guy. And outfield, outfielder, Harold Ramirez, um, to slap it around a little bit. And our first extensions note, Wander Franco, 12 years, 223, to become the face of that franchise. Trev, the pitching staff, I was looking at this earlier today, and man, uh, a lot of mixed, a lot of Tampa Bay Rays emotions. Exactly what you think about when you watch when you're looking at this rotation and this bullpen, it's like, huh? But then you have to remind yourself who you're talking about. These are the Rays, they'll figure it out. They have a few injuries that I'm a little concerned with, 
Uh, but we'll start with the rotation. Shane McClanahan, the left ethos fuel. We all know him now. Drew Rasmussen, Corey Kluber, Ryan Yarbrough, our guy. And Luis Patino from the Padres, I believe. Big prospect. See if he can get it going. Uh, behind him, Fleming. The injuries we're talking about are Shane Boz and Tyler Glasnow. Shane Boz just had surgery. He's gone. Glasnow is going to miss the entire season, I believe, as well. That's tough for them. Uh, but they do have this bullpen here that, you know, they can mix and they can match and they can throw two innings. They can throw point two innings, whatever it is. They can do whatever you need them to do. Andrew Kittredge, Pete Fairbanks, J.P. Fireisen mm-hmm. in my books. Brooks Raley, like you, Matt, you mentioned, J.T. Shagwa, my friend, Matt Whistler, Weisler, Whistler, I think his name is. Aaron Sledger's also in my book. Ryan Thompson's. Jeffrey Springs, Chris Mazza. They have, we have notes on all of these guys. And what that tells me is that they've all done something noteworthy. And I just named like 15 people in the bullpen. That is the Rays. That is who they are. They're going to, the Ray going to raise. Ray's going to rise. James, tell me about the, oh, I forgot Colin Pache and Jalen Beeks too. More pitchers, more notes. It's ridiculous. What about that lineup? Below. Brandon Lau, Wander Franco, Austin Meadows, Randy Arosa Rania, G-Man Choi, Yandy Diaz, Mike Zanino, Manny Margot, and Kevin Kiermeyer. So whatever that does for you, get your wins. Reminder, I hate the Rays. Mm. No, you don't. And thinking about them stinks. It's been tortured by the Rays. You've been tortured by them, but what's that Stockholm syndrome? Uh, tortured by them and don't like them. <laughs> Final statement. I'd hate to be a Rays fan. Mm. Okay. And I sat I here. Think- I sat here and said how jealous I am of Red Sox fans. So that's where like it is. There's a brand of baseball I like and a brand of baseball I don't like. And I don't like the Rays. People get upset every time I do this, but boo! I don't think it's a fun watch. Boo! <laughs> go go to their baseball reference page, the team page from last year, and then go into the bullpen, and then go down the ERA column and just see a <laughs> bunch of guys with twos. Yeah, it's nuts. I mean, what they're, is they're, that? They don't care about starts. I don't get it. Like Rich Hill was like eating all their innings last year. He's like one of the starters that could go and they traded him to the Mets for nothing. Like that was like funny business. If it was fantasy baseball, that would be like a suspect trade. Traded him for your dude uh, who was injured and they knew was never going to put on a raise uniform. They just ate his money. They just, they just gifted the, Tommy the Hunt. they just gifted the Mets a starter for, for salary n- relief. Basically. Yeah. They took on the Mets' salary relief. The Mets. But it, no, no, it was actually like very close, I thought. It, I don't know. Whatever. It was no. weird. They, they, uh, Walk is gone. He had um, 124 innings pitched last year. Glass now is still recovering. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to move him before he starts pitching again, sand sticky stuff. I think that they probably think his value is higher before that happens. He's very glass is a friend, but he's very vocal about the grip and that stuff. And then they're just going to have a bunch of innings from a bunch of guys you don't know. I, I do like that they signed Franco a lot. He's the face. He, I, I hate that they got rid of Joey Wendell. Mm. He was the face. Yeah. 
Joey Wendell. So let me go back to the bullpen and the notes saying that everyone was noteworthy. In fact, it's all one note. Yeah. And the note that Erica put in here, shout out Erica. Rays had a dominant bullpen in 2021. They led the AL and ERA and best FIP in all of MLB. And the only real change is no call in the queue. Which was a monster piece for them. Sure, uh, they don't care. They, they yeah. don't care. But as, as a multi-inning reliever last year, what Colin McHugh did was uh, special. I mean, it, it you know took me from micro to macro. Um, Jim, bad news. One of their prospects is a low. I know we've talked about that a lot. Um, they've just been a L-O-W-E factory, and their number two prospect, Josh Lowe, should be getting the call at some point this year. Is it low or low? I don't know. I'd assume low. I believe. I think he's low, and if memory serves, he's related to Nate. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he is related to Nate. Nate and yeah. Josh. I like that. Um, <laughs> I could see Shane Boz being a hit for them. He's he's a guy that they believe in. Um, if I remember correctly, didn't they give him uh, a playoff opportunity last year? Because they believe in talent. They're high T. Trev talks about that on here. Um, yeah, he had three starts during the regular season. Um, and then I believe they were, yeah, they rolled him out. They gave him a start against Boston, 2.1 innings, three earned runs. Um, I think he was one of the guys that was supposed to be next for them. Uh, I think obviously glass now was supposed to be part of their formula. Shane McClanahan. It's how, what step does he get to? Uh, one of the hardest throwing lefty starters, starting pitchers in the league. He's 20, he's going to be 25. He's been around a little bit. Uh, I think he has a impressive level they're going to tap into something. Drew Rasmussen, uh, Patino, always the bullpen. It's what clicks. Who's in the minors that's going to click that we don't even know about yet? They are pests. They attack your weakness. Um, and uh, especially when you play them in the trop, it's just, it's, it's a nightmare. I, I misspoke on Boz earlier. I just saw uh, elbow surgery. He's, he got it scoped. Some He's loose bodies scoped. removed. He'll be he'll be back within a month, you know, for, you know, four weeks, six weeks, whatever it is. So he'll be part of this rotation. And and honestly, I was looking at the rotation, being like, I know it doesn't matter to them if they don't have starting pitchers because this is the Rays. But like you know, y- you want to see some guy guys there and. The fact that he's going to be part of the rotation this season, it's got me a little more, more juiced up on the Rays. I was kind of. I do this every year, though. I think everyone does. You look, you look at the lineup, you look at the rotation. You know the bullpen's going to be good, but you can still like say this: this the floor is really low. But then you start to think about it, and it's like, no, it's not. The floor is not really low with these guys. It can't be low with them. And I don't know how they do it. I was part of the organization, and I don't hmm. really know how they do it. Can I say something I hate? What's that? I'll, I'll let my Yankee flag fly. It seems like their role guys used to change a lot, but it's been the same. It's G-Man, it's Yandi, it's Nino, it's Margo. I mean, Kiermaier, role guy is rude to him because he's been a heart of the team for a while, but, like, that's been there. Like, I know they play the matchup game, but, like, Brasso's gone. Um... Brasso and Wendell are the guys that are gone. Joey Wendell was a part of that crew that was in there regularly. But, like, these guys, man, these guys have really bullied us as Yankee fans. It's basically a a little cousin that's just better that, than you at a game. 
and they do it every time, and you don't know how, but they do it every time. Wander Franco is a big piece for me. Um, I think he could be the star of all stars if he wants to be. He had an 800 OPS, I think, last year in his first dip. Um, if that goes up, my goodness. Randy, the greatest ever. He won Rookie of the Year, by the way. There's a fun yeah, fact for you. Uh, Meds is really solid. B. Lau just hits homers. It's like all he does. Uh, Ray's going Ray. Ray's going to Ray. As a member of, a former member of the Players Union, Trev, you hate the Rays. Um, They're kind of anti-player. I have mixed feelings. I feel like they give guys opportunities that maybe wouldn't get them in other organizations because they do think outside the box. Yeah, but then Some as of these soon guys, as they're worth anything, they toss them. Yeah, but I think you can build up your value here and go somewhere else. You know, I, I think about a guy like, you know, um, a Choi or a Brasso. Like, they they got more playing time. They'll get more playing time here than anywhere else because they really believe in the platoons. So, yeah, I mean, look, you want them to pay their people, and they just started to. They paid Wander. Maybe that's a step in the right direction for them. Uh, I, I don't think there's, like, hate there. Um, I think you kind of just marvel at their creativity a little bit. And I spoke how I, I don't know how they do it. Mm. And I'll give you the only thing I can think of. And I've said this before on this, on our shows, but they just tell you that you're going to be successful because they're going to put you in situations that you can be successful. So you start to believe in that. And they, and they do, they have, they understand how to platoon guys the right way. So you do find yourself in advantageous positions more often than not. And, you know, that can breed confidence. And then it's, it's a snowball effect. So, I mean, that's what they're trying to do. They know how to develop pitching. God. Players union versus the race. I got it. <laughs> Wasn't verbatim. Wasn't verbatim. I heard what I heard. Um, I just found out a, pe- a secret part of their recipe. Um, they expanded the rosters for opening day, which has Josh Fleming projected. Um, and now, I mean, they're to to be there. Um, only one of their pitchers would have been drafted by the Rays org, McClanahan. Trev, it did the pause and the speed up thing on us. Did we miss anything? It looks like you're good now. I just can't tell if you guys can hear me or not. It's we can now. It was paused for a little. Thing yeah, ever. yeah. It was it was paused for a second. We can hear you now. I don't have anything else. I just talked about putting players in advantageous positions. That's it. I summed it up what you were saying perfectly. Yeah, I heard what you, I heard. What you said. <laughs> you're, right. you're spot on. <laughs> you, you crushed it right there. <laughs> I mean, look, hey, this is one or, one of the organizations where players actually come out and talk shit about. So, like, there is a little bit of truth to that. Yeah, yeah, they're what we're fighting against. They're manipulators. They're the best manipulators in the game. It's good for winning games. I, uh, Jake's, what did you say about McClanahan? I was trying to listen to Frozen Trev. McClanahan is the only pitcher on the Rays org that on the opening day roster would be from the Rays. Rasmussen, Yarby, Patino, their whole bullpen are like 
Like what something they're good at is finding out guys in different orcs that aren't being tapped into and tapping into them. A fire yes. eisen, a sh- a shags, um, like that. Which is development. People need to understand right. that is still player development. It doesn't have to be from the time when you're a baby. You can get somebody over and say, "Look, you do this really well." So go do that for us. We're missing. Like you're the piece here that fits. That's what they try to tell guys. So funny that that's that's the solution that a lot of teams don't have. Um, you need to throw a change up. Uh, unless it's shit, then don't. Yeah. Um, I'm going to send us in a totally different direction. The Tampa Bay Rays, their over-under is 89.5. I'm taking the under. I was a Rays stand last year. I believed in their formula. I spoke highly of the lineup. Uh, I still like the lineup. I think Colin McHugh was an important part of their success last year. I don't think you could just tap in and find another one of those, what he did. And I think the rest of the division got better. And with the Blue Jays now kind of being a wagon, I think the Re- the Yankees will be better than they were last year. To what degree, I don't know. I think the Red Sox are better. I think that AL East, the Rays use their party tricks. I think if there's two teams and they can kind of torment the Yankees and the Red Sox at their different perils, <sighs> now that there's three... I think that's going to be too much for the race. Um, I'm taking the under for them. I'm also not taking the over. <laughs> I've been here with the Rays before wanting to take the under because I just can't imagine them to continue to be on the pace that they're on, to continue to do it again and again and again. I'm, I believe I took the under last year on them, and they just – or maybe in 2020. I just don't want to – I blew up my face. I side with the players always, so I'm going to take not the over. Trev, you took yeah, the under like on that. 85 and a half last year. Ooh, <laughs> BBD from the I, top rope. I was thinking the same thing as you, Jake. It can't continue, dude. The team, the, the division's good. They just did it. I'm taking the over. I'm taking the over. 93, 94 wins. I think the Blue Jays win it with 95, 96 wins, and the Rays are right behind them. Can I tell you something? I'm jealous that you took the over. <laughs> I, I get where you guys are coming from because I, I know, you know, what they've done to the Yankees and I can see it. It feels like they're a goddamn high wire act. Like, like the, the Houston success all adds up. Ah, oh, they are, dude. You see, the- they are. Nick Walenda. Oh, no. Oh, Oh, God. They are, dude. That's great. They stir the same emotion in me. (laughs) God. Those are my parting words. you guys have any last words to say? Raise up. I'm wearing my Rays jersey, but the Jays are going to win the division. I'm on them. Jays, Yankees, Sox, Rays. This is the year. Rays, Jays, Yankees. Hot. Seager, Homer, Yankees offered Judge a contract, apparently. <laughs>